Hello, my name's Pete Morgan, and this is the Poppy Podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Here we are again. Can I just say as well to any dogs listening, any puppies listening, good boy, good boy. Yes, you are a good boy. There you go. Welcoming everybody, you see. My name is Pete Morgan. This is the Puppy Podcast, uh, episode 14. If you've never listened before, this is a bizarre conversation uh, between you and myself as my family welcome a puppy and what is a second dog into our lives. And we talk about the pleasures, the perils and the problems of puppy and dog ownership. How's your week been? How's everything been? Uh, If you are listening for the first time, welcome along Do let us know uh, if you are a brand new listener. Uh, You can get in touch, of course, on Facebook at the Puppy Podcast uh, Facebook page, on Twitter at Puppy Podcast, on Instagram. uh, We have a great Instagram uh, account at the Puppy Podcast. Or you can always email us, thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. Always good to hear from you. Thank you so much uh, for those of you that do get in touch, uh, whether it's just once in a blue moon or on a regular basis. It really does mean an awful lot but if you're listening for the first time do let us know uh do say hello and we'll give you a mention on a future episode of the podcast also uh, we are on itunes you can subscribe to us there just go to itunes search for the puppy podcast and you can subscribe to us if you do subscribe to us could just be it'd be really nice if you could just drop a few reviews and and five star ratings on there as well because that looks really good uh, and kind of gets us kind of bumped up the, uh, the the charts a little bit, which is really nice. So this week, plenty to talk about, loads to get through. Spring is here, of course, and this is something, as an article I was reading uh, the other day about dog flirting. So if you are a, a single doggy parent looking for a bit of romance uh, and using your dog as a wingman, and it's basically what they've given is eight reasons why dogs are the best wingmen. And, and, and I just thought we'd go through them because I think some of them apply and some of them not. First of all, they're cute and they're basically babies without any of the baggage, which is one of the big things we've noticed is the amount of social interaction we have now with people because we have dogs and we take dogs out walking. We talk to more people now than we've ever talked to before. Essentially, I've said this before, I am essentially quite um, an unsociable person. So, I'd, you know, if I'm out walking, I'll tend to have earphones in. or a do- But with the dogs, you just you get talking. Uh, number two on the list is they get you out of the house, which is very true. They break the ice. Yeah, they do break the ice. It's how they break the ice which can be the issue. You're right, they break the ice because they create conversation. You can, you don't feel weird saying to someone, what a gorgeous dog that is, what a lovely dog. But you wouldn't say the same about, well, certainly a bloke wouldn't say it to a woman, you know, if he admired her coat or her handbag. You just wouldn't do it. Whereas you don't feel, I did it yesterday. Uh, I was in a coffee shop and a woman came in with um, a a gorgeous, it was kind of like um, uh, a Weimar armor, but it wasn't. It was very sleek, short-coated, uh, and uh, quite a nervous dog. But she was so well-behaved. And I said, what a gorgeous dog, and how cute. Whereas I, I wouldn't have said that, you know, in any other context. 
I wouldn't have said that about any other thing to her. Uh, so yeah, they break the ice. Uh, it's also great if they start a conversation, or also not so great if they start a conversation because your dog has gone up and ruined a picnic, for instance, uh, or jumped into a photo, uh, which is uh, Lincoln has done both of those things, um, or of course the traditional, you know, weed up their car. Uh, so yeah, it. it, it it's good that they break the ice, but it's how they break the ice, which is a bit of a, a, a down thing. They won't ruin the moment. That is, that is so wrong. You know, what it says, you don't have to worry about your friend butting in and making a stupid comment anymore. Dogs don't need any filter because they're just perfect already. No, dogs do ruin the moment. How many of us have, have, uh, have had or have been having a romantic moment? And the dog's going, <laughs> yeah, either... I, uh, I, I've just, I've just pooed in the kitchen, or they come in going, look, look at this horrible scraggy thing I've just found in the garden. Can you throw it for me? That's how they ruin the moment. Uh, they make you look good. Yeah, no dog can do that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm never going to look good. No, no dog. Uh, the, no dog is a miracle worker. Uh, dogs have humour. Uh, yes, that's true. They do. They are very cute, and they do the most random things. And I've said before, both Lincoln and Elvis make us laugh. Every single day. Uh, they keep us fit, which is very true as well. And a dog will never steal your girl or guy. Yeah, not in that sense. They won't, um, they won't do it sexually. But, you know, they won't kind of, but they, they will happily steal affection away from anyone or anything else and put it onto them. You know, if I was getting a hug off my mum, uh, and uh, Lincoln came in and started getting all Elvis came in and started getting cuddles from my mum. They wouldn't go, no, 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 finish hugging your son first. They go, yeah, 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 leave that bearded loser. Come on, yeah, stroke me, I'm brilliant. So that doesn't quite go. So, yeah, so I'm not convinced of dogs as wingmen. I don't think having a, a, a dog, it certainly makes things more sociable. That is the, that's the, the definite thing. They make things far more sociable. You speak to more people. You have more conversations. Admittedly, you have them about dogs, but you have more conversations with um, different people, a wider range of people, because you've got a dog on your lead. So, yeah, so that was an article I saw this week. I wanted to mention that. Uh, we will get on to Elvis and how his week has been, and we'll get to your comments as well. In fact, I want to start with... One of your comments. Um, someone got in touch. Roz. Uh, now, for the sake of transparency, I will say that I uh, worked with Roz. I've known Roz for a while. Uh, Roz has uh, a dog called Freckles. And Roz got in touch to say, you know what? I think Freckles is one of the most travelled dogs who listens to the Puppy Podcast. So I thought, right, well, let's get Roz on. Let's talk about this and we'll issue the challenge. Or we'll just start making a list of places that have been visited by people who listen to the podcast. So, I spoke to Roz the other day and I asked her to tell us about Freckles. Well, she's a wire-haired fox terrier. She's uh, got a tan head, a ginger head, she's a little red head, and she has the traditional black saddle on her back and then the rest of her is all white. She's a madam, as all terriers are, and she's uh, coming up for nine years old. Aren't you? She sat here next to me. Hello. Oh. Hello. She's very posh as well, don't you know? Um, and she's not a boy. Just because she's got a beard doesn't mean she's a boy. No. And <laughs> there is a claim that she is possibly one of the most travelled dogs who listens to the Puppy Podcast. 
She is. When we first got her, my husband said to me, she's not coming away with us, you know. She's not, I'm not taking the dog away. And now she has her own passport. And in her almost nine years, she's travelled to France quite a few times. She's well known out on the battlefields of France because we go to the Somme quite a bit. She's been to Normandy and all the landing beaches. She's been to Belgium, to Yip, around the Yip salient there and done some of the battlefield tours there. And she's very well known at one hotel in Ypres where she always has the same room and is always has a bowl of water there waiting for her. She's been across Germany through uh, various towns, Bonn, uh, a place called Wuffertal, which was quite unusual, uh, which we, we renamed it Wuffertal. And uh, she has been to Colditz Castle, and she's actually been into Douglas Bader's room. And she did escape from Colditz as well. <laughs> <laughs> she did, we let go of the lead for a while, and she had a little run down in the yard. You know, on the film where you see where they have the training yard and they do all the walking around. She had a little scoot around there on her own, so that was her claim to fame. She's, she's escaped from Colditz. Um, she's been to the Czech Republic as well. And uh, last year she uh, added Luxembourg onto her list of countries that she visited, which is, it is actually a beautiful country, Luxembourg is. And we went into the city of Luxembourg. I could have sold her a hundred times over. Oh, yeah. People just kept stopping us and saying, Oh, look, a fox terrier. <laughs> oh, and in France, you know, because um, she's like Snowy's dog off Tintin. Mm. In France, Tintin's dog isn't called Snowy. Uh, it's called Milo. So it took me ages to understand why people kept saying, Oh, Lucien de Tintin. Oh, Milo. <laughs> <laughs> and in Belgium, she's known as Bobby. So when I take her to Belgium, if they stop us anywhere, they'll go, Bobby, ah, it's a Bobby. <laughs> and so has she always been a good traveller? Did she take to it really well? Yeah, yeah. She's. I mean, we had to buy a car that would accommodate <laughs> and all the toys and things like that. And um, You know, it says we were really, really nervous because it was when the, the passports first came out, really, that we started taking her. Um, but, yeah, she loved it. She actually loved it. And I did say to our vet, do you think there'll come a time where we should really leave her at home because she might get stressed with the travelling as she gets older? And he said, she's more likely to be stressed being away from you. And dogs will, you know, they they get used to situations very yeah. easily. And as long as you're there, so it doesn't matter where we're staying. The only place she had really, she didn't really like, was Bonn in Germany. And we were due to stay there for two nights. And we walked into the city and she just was panting. I don't know whether it was the noise of the traffic or whether she just had enough um whether she got so excited about being cold, it's I don't know. <laughs> but as we travelled back through Germany, she really didn't like Bonn. Oh. And we were going from there then back down to France. Yeah. So we rang ahead to the place we were staying in France and said, could we come a night earlier? Um, because she, she was getting a little bit stressed. And once she got to France, she was absolutely fine. So I think it was just too much of a city environment oh. for her. Um, but you have to think about where you're taking as well. I mean, most most of the places that we've been to in Europe with her are very dog-friendly. You can go to restaurants with her. She's even, we've even gone into one restaurant and they've given her a chair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, they'll take her order first. Would your dog like some water? Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, no, we want to be here first, actually. <laughs> oh, that's She's so okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm interested to know if anyone else, I want to talk to other dog owners now who've taken their dog on travel, because we've done it with our, with Lincoln in the UK and we'll do it with, with Elvis as well, but never, never kind of done Europe. And I think that might be 
the next thing, but I'd love to know. The, the one last thing, just before we let you go, Roz, is something else that I want to talk about in the coming weeks, is your dog's voice. Because Lincoln has a voice, and Elvis has got a voice, but I know, and a lot of it came from you, because I know you've given Freckles a voice. Yeah. She's a bit posh, I don't know why. Because <laughs> we're not posh, but when she talks, she sort of, she's got her own Facebook page, so she, she has a friend through that. But, I mean, if you mean like a physical voice, when I'm talking about her, she always, she's like, hello, how are you? Are you okay? Oh, yes. And, you know, when we do travel, she has bandanas, a friend makes her, and we have the flag of the country on the bandana. Oh, It always embroiders a flag or does a felt flag for her. So she's got them for all the countries she's visited. And when we go camping with her in this country, I I thread them through string, these bandanas, and we put them on the tent. Because she's like, oh, look, I've not just done Wales and Scotland. I've done all of these places as well. That's my freckles voice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I tell you, if you don't mind, um, just just tell us if, if someone wants to see her on on Facebook. What what's the the name that we need to look for? It's Freckles Chimes. That's lovely. Well, listen, Roz, thank you so much for telling us about Freckles. I'm interested to see if anybody else can make a claim that their dog is more travelled uh, than Freckles, because I think that is tough to be. That's a fair number of countries that we've ticked off right there. We're not sure where we're going to go this year with her. She's got a trip already planned for Devon, and then we're going on to France. So she's doing some more battlefield touring, and she's very good at finding uh, bits and bobs on the battlefields as oh. well, you know. Yeah, she's come up with some quite quite good little bits, old pen knives and things like that. So she's very clever. So we, we, we need to think about somewhere else to take her this year, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Doesn't she sound like a, a lovely dog and so, so well-behaved, so well-travelled? Uh, and you know, as I've said, we've got you know we've been to the the Lake District with uh, Lincoln. We've not been anywhere yet with Elvis, um, but uh, that's going to change in the next few weeks. You know, just day we'll be out day trips and stuff like that. But that's incredible. That's lovely. So let's have this. The the challenge has been issued. Uh, we want the list of um, countries that your dog has visited. Um, I, I appreciate if it's puppies, then it's probably not going to be very many. But we will have them. And if you're listening in America, because I know we've got a, a few listeners in California, and we've got a couple in in New York, and a, a couple in uh, in Middle America as well, um, we'll go with states. Uh, so we'll have a number of states uh, that you've visited. So yeah, by all means, just let's just have a list of places. We'll create a doggy map of uh, where our uh, where the puppy podcast dogs have um been to visit and uh, they have been and spread <laughs> spread their scent no doubt while they've been there so yeah get in get in touch about that uh, and thanks very much to Roz uh, don't forget you can find if you search on Facebook for Freckles Chimes and uh, you'll find her on that and it really is it's a lovely account to follow there's some lovely pictures and the whole account is done from freckles point of view and it it is it's lovely it'll really make you smile um thanks very much as always for your comments as well um we were asking when has your dog made you laugh uh thanks for that nikki got in touch saying i was watching tv the other night when a dog barked and tylo leapt onto my knee shaking it was so funny i had to rewind it and play it about 10 times she was running around between me and my partner tony my husband tony uh jumping up and shaking oh nikki little tylo because Tylo, I think, is only a little bit more, a little bit older uh, than Elvis is. Elvis is a barker. 
Lincoln was never a barker. Lincoln doesn't bark. You know, if someone rings the doorbell or if someone comes into the house, Lincoln could not give a monkey. If the phone rings, does not care. Does not care a jot. Elvis, however, if we're all kind of sat down at night and everyone's relaxed and stuff like that, and there's a noise that's not from the four of us, then Elvis is like, what's up? And it's all right, calm down, we're all here, we're all safe. We're all protected. Don't worry about it. Um, and also, I've got to give uh, a mention to Chester as well. Um, him and his mum and dad, Ian and Nick, uh, were camping in California. Ian posted a fantastic picture um, on Instagram and copied us in. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on Instagram at the Puppy Podcast. Uh, and it was a, a photograph of kind of the clearing uh, where they were just setting up camp, and Chester was sat in a chair looking at the camera in that kind of. I'm going to sit here now. And the caption that Ian put was, no, no, you sit there while we set up camp. But, which is true, I mean, you know, dogs will happily just let you get on with stuff. But, in reality, we don't want them to help. And that, that's, that, I think that gets to the nub of it. They don't really help. Dogs, dogs don't help with things. With things. They might think that they're helping, but they're really, really not. Uh, but that is a lovely photo, and thanks very much for that. Uh, and also, uh, Cheryl got in touch about dogs in the bed, which we were talking about over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Cheryl says, I've got a five-month-old puppy, and right now he sleeps in his own bed. That is the best way, Cheryl. Um, Elvis will be his four and a half months now, um, and he absolutely sleeps, his own, he sleeps in his own crate, uh, never mind his own bed. And uh, that is absolutely the right way. We were struggling, and we have been struggling, to kind of go back over the timings of how things went with Lincoln. Because I can't remember how long we kept Lincoln in his crate for. I can't remember how old he was when he started coming upstairs. I can't remember how old he was when he started getting on the... It's like I've got some kind of goldfish memory. I know it happened, but I just don't know... Was it 12 months? Was it 6 months? When when did we start allowing him up? I, I honestly can't remember. So we're kind of learning all over again uh, with Elvis. And indeed, Roz, who we just heard from a few minutes ago, got in touch. They said they bought, a, her and her husband bought a super king-size bed to accommodate freckles. Access all areas uh, in this house. Um, and she kind of refers to the fact that we said, you know, you can't sleep, uh, don't have pets in your room, because that was one of the bits of research that I was talking about was apparently if you have insomnia you shouldn't have pets in your room because they will just keep you awake because they move around so much ross says that her and her husband can't sleep unless they know freckles is snuggled and safe with us as well good to hear from you ross thanks very much uh, don't forget you can get in touch about anything uh, that we've talked about in previous episodes, uh, things that we've gone at, the weird things uh, that your dog eats, you know, the stuff that maybe they eat, they, because flower pots seems to be a favourite, uh, great treats for your dog uh, or your puppy, uh, things that maybe you found that aren't something that are fantastically, you know, that are widespread available, they're not kind of a generic chew there's something particular that your dog loves um or make you know like carrot sticks lincoln went mad for carrot sticks when he was younger uh, and great dog friendly places as well we've talked about in the past whether it's uh, a particular beach whether it's a park whether it's a a cafe whether it's a hotel because they are always kind of difficult to gauge because we stayed we've stayed in a couple quite a few over the past few months 
uh, and years. And some of them are what we would call uh, dog tolerant, where you could take a dog in, but they're hardly dog friendly. And there are some that are genuinely dog friendly, where the, the staff love dogs and, you know, they're very welcome. There's treats for them and things like that. Those things we've had. So keep in touch and keep getting in touch. As we say, uh, there's always a chance to do that on the Facebook page, The Puppy Podcast, uh, on Twitter, at Puppy Podcast, on Instagram, at The Puppy Podcast, or you can email thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. So the past week with Elvis, toilet training's been the big thing. Uh, that seems to be working. We're kind of taking him out into the garden last thing at night, and he seems to be... Now that there is no more pooing in the house that has gone, occasionally he might have a couple of wheeze in his crate. Um, straight after eating, he'll kind of just go in his crate and just have a quick wee. Too quick to kind of notice it and get him and take him outside. So what we might start doing is standing over, not standing over him, but, you know, kind of being with him as he's eating, and then as he finishes, take him outside. We've been lucky because the weather here has been really good over the past week or so, so he's been able to go outside as and when he wants. So that's how he's been kind of just going. But, yeah, taking him out last thing at night, he's had a, a bit of a, he's had a poo before bed, bit of a wee, and then we've had a couple of clean nights. That's what we're working on now, is trying to get... A clean and dry night. We've had a couple of those in the past week, but we just, I think we're getting there. I think we, it's certainly improving, you know, and, and it's normally between kind of four and six months that they get the, the, the toilet training thing. Uh, something that somebody mentioned actually about having the dry and clean nights, a couple of people mentioned this, uh, of making, cause he's got, um, like we, we got essentially like the biggest crate you can. Um, when we got it for Lincoln four years ago or so, um, oh, just under four years. And, um, he, uh, and somebody said, well, that crate's too big. What you need to do is block off a section of it so there's just enough room for Elvis to get in and to sleep because then he won't, he won't mess in the crate because he won't sleep in it or sleep by it. Um, and, so that's something we're considering doing. We just have to find something indestructible that we can put in the crate as well. Because if we put something, so if we put a cardboard box in there, we would come down to some kind of papier-mâché cardboard sculpture that you will have created. So we're going to have to think about that. But thank you very much for, for those bits of advice. Uh, and, uh, of course, um, uh, the thing that we normally do is things that Elvis has eaten that he shouldn't. Uh, this week is blanket. Uh, we, when we put him to bed at night, we put a blanket over the crate. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, because sometimes Lincoln will go out into the back garden in the night because uh, he has access to the back garden. And we have a security light that will come on and we don't want Elvis to see that and, and wonder what's going on. Also, he can he kind of faces a patio door so he can see his own reflection. And in the past, that's kind of disturbed him a little bit. So we decided to count, keep the keep the blanket on. Um, overnight, which is really good, but we can get over a chair or put it on top of his crate during the day. And, uh, yeah, he got that off the back of a chair. And I came in to find him kind of running, <laughs> running up and down the living room like some kind of superhero. Some kind of superhero with too big a cape. No capes! Uh, too big a cape. Um, just, he thought it was a wonderful game. 
but it was not. Uh, but this week he's really, again, he's come on so much. He's grown as well so much, which I know is the natural order of things, but it's still always a surprise. I posted a photo um, just this morning, Friday morning, um, about uh, of uh, of the, the the photo that I one of the first ones I ever published was Elvis on my chest, and both of us looking at the camera, and he had a big smile on his face, or he had his mouth open and his tongue out, and uh, to to think of comparing the two, I'm going to try and recreate that photo at some point because he really has grown an awful lot um, over the past just few weeks. I mean, as I say, he, I mean he's only been with us. Uh, so what was it? Three months? Is it three months now? Just under three months uh, that he's been with us. My goodness, where does it, it feels like about fifteen years? Uh, that he's been with us, but he's really improved, very well behaved, plays so well um, with uh, Lincoln now, which is good, they're real good pals, uh, and what we're going to try and do, because we've got a little bit more free time, is kind of go out on some of the bigger walks, uh, not too big, because, you know, at the end of the day, Elvis is still a puppy, but take him out on some kind of uh, bigger walks and just get him used to the lead. Um, which is uh, is something that we did a lot with Lincoln. We've just not done so much with Elvis because him and Lincoln play so much together anyway. You know, one of the great things is they're great company for one another. Um, but I'll keep you up to date with that. And we might do um, uh, we might do another Facebook live if I if we go walking somewhere that's got decent signal. Uh, we'll do a, a Facebook live and a uh, a Periscope and an Instagram live as well. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. Do keep getting in touch. This podcast is nothing without your interaction, without your comments, your tweets, your Instagram posts, your emails. It really is just me, bearded moonface man, jibber jabbering onto himself um, in the, the a room of our house. So please do keep getting in touch. It's really lovely to hear from you. Uh, on Facebook, we are at facebook.com forward slash the puppy podcast you can find us on twitter at puppy podcast on instagram at the puppy podcast you can email us the puppy podcast at gmail.com we are on itunes where you can subscribe to us there and if you are have subscribed to us please if you've got a couple of moments i'd really appreciate uh putting a review on uh, and uh, giving us a five-star review Thanks. Uh, and as always, thank you very much for listening. Hope you have a lovely, wonderful, healthy dog and puppy week. Uh, the music is by Audio Nautics. Thanks to them. This has been a Monkey Pants production. Find out more at monkeypantsproductions.co.uk. And I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.